another episode of the regular podcast. I'm joined by Lucy. She is to my right. Say hello to the people, Lucy. Hey, guys. She said hello if y'all couldn't hear her. I could hear her, but hopefully y'all could. You can hear me? Okay. How was your week, Lucy? My week was great. It was fast. I'm glad it's the weekend. Everything was good. It's the weekend because today is Saturday, July like 29th. Today is Saturday, July 29th. Mm-hmm. Shay, you just went to see Girls Trip earlier. What happened in Girls Trip? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say what happened. Why? Why would I tell what happened? Come on, Lucy. Just talk about the movie. What happened? I mean, the, in the movie, movie was good. It was it was a little silly. I'm not like a it, it was cool. It was a good movie. Put the mic close to your mouth. Go ahead. No? Okay. Um, the movie was good. It was just it was a little more silly. A little bit more silly for for my taste. Um But it was cool. I like um what's her name? Regina Hall, I think that is. Regina Hall or King. Which one? Hall, is it? I'm I didn't see the movie. I don't know. Okay, well, I think it was, I think Regina Hall was the one in the movie. I like her usually in things. Um, it was just a really silly uh, movie, and Tiffany Haddish. I think her name was Tiffany Haddish. She was pretty funny in it, so it was okay. So the movie wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. One okay, so. That's well, cool. you know, I'm not like a. I don't I don't like like silly humor like that. And then it was kind of raunchy. You know, I don't really like the raunchy stuff. But it was cool. I mean, it, I don't think that anybody should take their kids to see it cuz there um there's a lot of nudity, nudity in it. Um like full frontal male nudity and stuff like that. So but it was okay. It was a good movie. Okay, okay. So, um, what about power, yo? What's the prediction for tomorrow's episode? What you think is going to happen? Okay, so tomorrow, I think, let's see, Ghost is out. Tommy is going to have to, because they said they're not, Tommy's not going to be able to come back to work for Ghost in Chicago. So, I think the guy, Patar, is going to kill Tommy because uh, <laughs> Patar was the person that was working for Mulan. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to kill Tommy. I'm not sure if they're going to kill Tommy just yet, but I think they're going to try to kill Tommy. I also think that this is the episode that Ghost is going to find out that Tariq is missing, obviously, and that Kane is alive. You think you're going to find out Kane is alive right now? I think that they're going to find out Tariq is... This episode, I think they're going to find out that Tariq is missing and Kanan has something to do with it. Because I think that the that that Ghost knows the cousin... Uh, what's her name? Jukebox. Jukebox. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he knows that. So. But what does him knowing the cousin have to do with anything? So he knows. Nobody the, else is right, going to be able to he, identify. Right. But he knows the cousin. But so he's going to know that the cousin is, is that that's Kanan's cousin. And she probably doing that for Kanan. How's he going to know that? What you mean? I'm saying. You think she's going to call him directly and say, yo, ghost? I, I think so. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to find out. I think he's going to find out about. Uh, They're going to make. Kanan. Tariq called his people and say, just like Tariq's cell phone and, had the. T- and you think Tariq is gonna say Kanan got me? Slim, he don't know Kanan. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. I just think he's gonna find out this episode that it is Kanan. Okay, I mean, I really don't know what's that. It's not, I said what's about to happen on this episode. That's what I'm talking about. You this said episode. Tommy about to get killed, maybe. No, 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 no. I said that 
they already said that he's not going back. They're gonna try to kill. I said they. I didn't you're gonna say try to kill. Tommy. I don't think they're gonna kill him this episode. Well, I, asked I think they're gonna try to kill. That's what. Listen, I'm saying. I think they're gonna try to kill Tommy this episode. Okay. I think that we already know that uh, Julio's gonna come up to Dre, but the thing about it, the thing about it is Dre don't know. Dre, they don't think Dre knows anything about Kanan being dead. Who don't think that? Because he he said Kanan just wanted to get back in the game. So obviously they made it so Dre don't really know where what happened to Kanan. They're making it like Julio don't know. So Julio don't know. If, Julio thinks Kanan is dead. Why wouldn't Dre know what he's talking about? But Dre, they didn't they didn't tell Dre they he they killed Kanan. So he don't. They're thinking, okay, Dre probably don't know that Kanan is dead. Dre was Kanan's right hand man. Why would anybody? He would know whatever is going on with Kanan before anybody would. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody thinks Kanan is dead, right? Yeah. So what I'm what I'm saying is the way Ghost did it. He didn't tell. He didn't tell Dre that he was gonna kill Kanan. Okay. So. They could Drake could be like, I thought he was dead. He could say that. He could tell Julio the same thing, like, yeah, he just showed up. I thought he was dead. Like that kind of thing. Like so nobody would be like, Why are you talking to Kanan? I don't know. I don't remember sense. that part. I mean, I didn't realize that that Kane that Dre supposedly didn't know Kanan was dead. Yeah, because he was out the streets and, and Ghost was not letting him in on nothing. So when Ghost tried to kill Kanan went to go kill Kanan. Nobody knew. Nobody was supposed to know. Dre definitely wasn't supposed to. I don't know how how they could be trying. Like the writers are supposed to be framing it like Kanan's right just, hand man don't know what's going on because he wasn't his right hand man at that point. Yes, he had he, already just because you ain't in the Kanan. streets don't mean you ain't his friend. No, he had already turned on Kanan for ghosts. You remember? What did he turn and do? When he started working for Ghost, yeah, I'm saying, but he Kanan. didn't turn. He didn't say, "Yo, I'm done with Kanan." He said, "I don't want to be living the street life no more." Okay. That was his guy. Kanan brought him in the family. No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, Kanan. Remember, that's Kanan's homeboy from jail. Oh, they yeah. said, yo, who is this? This is my guy. He he wanted the shooters at first. Well, I, like I said, I just... We're going to see what's going on. I mean, you got people out here saying all kind of stuff. Like, I think... I mean, I don't really know what's going to happen this episode. We know Tariq. They're going to say, Tariq, we need this much money. Who knows how much money they're going to ask for? That's the real question. Because they don't have no money right now. Mm-mm. So who knows how much money. Well, they money. do have money. That's another thing. They do have money because Tasha took the money. Hmm? Tasha took the money from... Um, Tasha took the but money But you don't from, know how much... She might have took it just for the stuff that they have to she, handle. She might have, but... You don't know how much money he gave them. He gave them just some money to get by until they unfreeze the assets. So it wasn't like that much money. Yeah. It's only enough to hold them over for a little bit. So, like, they don't have any money. But Ghost and... I mean, uh, Kane, well, really, Jukebox is thinking, like... This man is ghost. He got all this money. So, mm-hmm. and get, ghost gonna be like, I don't have nothing to give y'all right now, and they ain't going for it. So I don't know, man. I don't know how they're gonna do the communication thing though. Right now, they might they might just tell Dre he gotta go tell him, which will add a whole new twist to the game if they tell send Dre with the information. Like, go tell them we got Tariq. He ain't coming back until we get this money. But then that would get. Cherry killed ASAP. Yeah, definitely get killed. So I don't think they're. I don't know, but I don't know how they're gonna communicate with the family, like, cause uh-huh. last time they sent the picture through Tariq's phone and mm-hmm. texted. I don't that think they're gonna they try the same thing, thing again. That'll be 
weird. I mean, it'd be kind of whack, but they just gonna send Dre straight to him because he the one that went and got him last time they tried that. But and now Tommy's in my because he don't even have his phone or anything, so he pretty much like out of out of the pocket right now. So yeah, and man. I think I would hope I think that they're gonna let Angela just stay off this episode, just this episode. All right. Now, Insecure, the show. We we on Insecure now. They just started season two last week. Season two started last Sunday. How? What you think about... We never even talked about season one, like, no, on the podcast. No, we never talked about season one. We were supposed to... Actually, that was when you were first starting your podcast. We were supposed to start talking about season one. So, um, what is the... Um, what's the... What you seeing so far? What about Insecure, like, all the way up to season one in the first episode... Of season two, what you think about okay, the show? Okay, so we can tell. Oh, okay, you say you don't care, but care about what? People knowing what's going on because a lot of people who don't cares watch. About the show, listen, watch a lot the of people episode. don't watch it. That's why I wanted other. I wanted more people to watch Insecure. Huh? I wanted people to start watching Insecure, but whatever. <laughs> if they're not watching Insecure, they just don't want to watch it. They might not. I mean, look at you. You you didn't start watching Power till like last month. Huh? This month. And that didn't stop people from talking about it. Why would you? Okay. All right. All right. 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 I think, well, I love I love the show. We watch it all. The, we watch it every Sunday. Well, now we just start it back up. But um, the show just seems like you know, black girl everyday life, like black women everyday life, and um, not really with the cheating and everything. But um, why is that not everyday life? Don't don't because do it's not man. every day. Come that on, that is everyday every life. Day. Everything I mean, is everyday life. Come no, on, now. what I'm don't saying be, is except. you go to work every day. You got to deal with microaggressions every day. Like and black women cheating every day. People okay. cheating. Period. Every okay. day. Anyway, people she, doing what Molly doing every day. Well, the one person. Wasn't. Okay. Well, yeah, she's dating. She's single. She no, can no, no. do I'm whatever saying she wants. What she's doing and. What Issa did. Okay, well, Molly is dating. Issa cheated one time on the show. Um, so it's, it's not like an everyday thing. Not but, for Issa, but it happens every day is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, black women. I'm like. talking about black women, but I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if everybody, every, people cheat every day. Yeah. But anyway, um, you're talking about that, talking about her boyfriend getting very complacent and um, being lazy or not lazy, well, not motivated, just staying on the couch, doing nothing and missing her birthday and stuff like that and basically she wants more but she doesn't know how to communicate things to him when i mean that's not right but she went and basically cheated on him um instead of just saying okay you know you are not motivated i'm sick of being in a relationship with you you're being lazy you're not doing anything she should have just left him but she didn't she just cheated on him Anyway, so pretty much right now she's she's dealing with the consequences of that. Um, she told him she cheated. Well, he asked if she cheated, and she she pretty much said yes. Um, so now she's just dealing with the fact that she cheated on the boyfriend, and he's not he doesn't you know want to be with her right now. I don't know if he don't want to be with her, but he's acting like he doesn't want to be with her. Um, and she's just trying to get over you know get on with her life, start dating, but. Everything is just not, everything's not the same, pretty much. She just misses her boyfriend. This is something I was just thinking about while we was just watching that episode. What What's her insecurity? 
I don't see like she she considers herself awkward, but like what is she displayed as her insecurity on the show? I don't. I, don't. I mean, she didn't say she she was displaying any insecurity. I'm not saying she's obviously. I'm saying, her, what do you see? Her as? friend is more like insecure than anything. I think that she's insecure too, like now because she she wanted like okay, they were together for five years, and basically she wanted him to do more. She wanted him to. She wanted more out of their relationship, and all she, you know, they just, like she said, sitting on the couch for five years, not doing anything, staying stagnant. But she can't even open her mouth to, like, communicate a lot of things. Like, she's, like, one of those really, not passive-aggressive, just straight passive people. She won't say what's on her mind. She won't say, look, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that. She's even, like, not liking the, the her and his sex life. Like, she's like, I don't even like the sex pretty much like that. So she can't even say that. She can't open her mouth and even say that I don't like that about you. Um, I think that she's just somebody that's just weak, too passive. I mean, but what is her insecurity, though? What is she, what is this showing? Like, if you had to guess what her you think, well, her character is not her, comfortable with about her own right, self. Right, but she don't want to be staying stuck, stagnant like that. But like, what is she, would you see her as being uncomfortable with herself, though? In the show. No, she she was uncomfortable with her relationship. I know, but I'm saying her own personal, it's, it's called insecure. I don't know what her own personal. I'm saying what do you like? If you had to guess, like I see this character, what do I think her? I just I just think that she's somebody that's that's scared to open to be open and honest with somebody. I think that she's scared of um. I just I don't know I just think she's scared to even say how she feel about something maybe she don't want to hurt his feelings or just somebody like that I don't know if that's considered an insecurity but that's something that it's a weakness it's definitely a weakness maybe she even does it at the job like where she she says little things instead of telling people to stop treating her or stop saying certain things to her so I, I wonder don't know. if her insecurity it's like a weakness is, more is her insecurity supposed to be like she's not she doesn't feel confident in her ability to articulate herself. Maybe because you see what she does, like how how she talks to herself. I mean, talking to herself is not insecurity, but she's she has these conversations with herself in the mirror, and and I did I do the same thing, like have conversations with yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself and say all the things that you want to say to somebody, but you don't say it because you don't want the the, the biggest thing is not wanting to hurt somebody's feelings. Or not wanting anybody to feel bad. So you're saying what you, you pretty much like living, you're not happy. And you're not saying, you know, how you feel and saying that maybe if you do this, like things would be better in a relationship. So she's not saying, she's not doing that. Okay, so then we get to, because I feel like she can't, I feel like it's, a parent what everybody like we got to guess what hers is maybe yeah, it's her life maybe it's her love life maybe it's her articulation yeah, her, her life is like, just in shambles I feel, like, I, I feel like people don't talk enough about their insecurities right so i want to talk about our personal insecurities mm-hmm. i feel like if people go it's like it's cool to stay private Whatever, which I feel Issa as the creator of the show has done that, kind of. I don't think so. I feel like it's private. I think she put like, I think I think it's done private. Like she made herself cheat on the man because of, uh, because he wasn't doing everything that she wanted him to do. But 
I mean, I don't see. But okay, so let's talk about our own then. So, what kind of insecurities do you feel like you you would be cool talking to talking to <laughs> people about people about? Mm. Well, I don't know. I have a, I, I got a lot. I've, I'm a really insecure person. I've been a very insecure person. I'm working on it a lot. Um, I think my biggest insecurity, though, is... Uh, I don't know. I just don't want people... I'm insecure, but I guess I don't want people to find out or know how... You know, if I'm upset or sad about things and... um I don't know if that's an insecurity, but I'm just, that's always been a big thing for me. Like, just letting people know what's wrong with me or what's going on with me. Even if I'm, like, very, very sad or whatever. I just, I don't, I don't like people to know it. Um, so, I guess I'm insecure about, like, feeling weak, you know, around people. Or know, people knowing that I'm I'm weak about certain things or not. I shouldn't say weak, but... That I'm upset or sad about things, um, which me I have a whole lot of insecurities, but that's that's, the that's a big one. one. Yeah, for is me. that the biggest, or is just the one you more comfortable talking about? No, I don't know if that's the biggest one because I don't know if it's the biggest one. It, it's like just it's one of them, and it's not really. I don't think it's a it's an insecurity. I guess I get sad. I mean, I'm human, so I just but I don't like everybody. I don't want anybody to kind of no you know or you know I, I get scared thinking i don't want people to know how i feel or know i'm sad or something like that but mm-hmm. no there's a lot of insecurities i mean there's a lot about you know me feeling like i'm not good enough for you know anything like i used to feel that way a lot and that that's based on actually being told that so you know that's one of them but the biggest one is actually just feeling just anybody finding out that I'm insecure about anything. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let me read the definition of insecurity as commonly um, defined in dictionary on dictionary.com. Insecurity is a lack of confidence or assurance, a.k.a. self-doubt. So self-doubt, lack of confidence or assurance. I like that. I'll go to the second definition. The quality or state of being insecure, of course. Instability. Hmm. Something insecure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like um I feel like all of us as humans have major insecurities and we just do not discuss them enough, man. And I feel like one of mine, my insecurity that I had since I was a little kid, like my teeth discoloration. Right. I'm like, you know, being a being a kid, first of all, I'm nice at roasting because of that, because that's something that people would talk about all, not really? all the time. That ain't something people would talk about all the time. But if they going to roast me, because this is what I always felt like. But it that's something never got me down, though, because I, I didn't know that. You didn't understand. Because it don't get me down. What's well, not? I mean, well, I, I mean, because I brought, I've about, said it to you, you know, like if that's something you want to change and really it's not a bad thing. Oh, if I it's had like, no money. It's a calcium buildup, so it's not like no, it's you know fluoride. you out here. See, it's one thing to be not like, brushing your teeth or anything. It's, it's fluoride. <laughs> it's fluoride, and one thing like calcium would make your teeth a little bit like different shades of whitish, mm-hmm. like but the little uh, like yellowish part right there, mm-hmm. that's fluoride. 
And that comes from something that I can't control. That's from like the um, if my mom had some type of fluoride mm. too much when I was when she was pregnant with me, it don't come in in the baby teeth, but then it shows up in the adult teeth. But the reason, like, I, I don't know, maybe a lot of people with insecurities they didn't get as much love as I got. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying from everybody. So it never brought me down because I always used to feel like if if let's just say I had like a perfect teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, just think about how like. Perfect teeth. Just think about how confident and, and cocky I am sometimes. Yeah. Just imagine how much worse I would be if I didn't feel like I had a flaw. Like, just think about this. That's what I feel like because I can't do nothing about it. Them joints cost like $1,200 a piece per mm-hmm. tooth. And you can't just change the ones that's this color. You got to change your whole front row mm-hmm. because you're going to look crazy. So a per lumineer is like $1,200 a piece. Now, you could see, I looked, I went to the dentist before I had them tell me this. That's just the top. So the top row would have been like, like twelve thousand something like that. So then the bottom, the bottom row. So you talking twenty thousand for a new mouth? You know what I'm saying? Cardi B, the great philosopher, she said, "I got a bag and fix my teeth." Mm-hmm. I hope you hoes know it ain't free. It ain't cheap. Now that's some real. That's real talk. I now, know. I, mean, yellow, I had to get my teeth fixed. Bold so that yellow, know. like you talk about. <laughs> so so that was something right there so as a little kid i just remember the first time that i ever thought about it was my godmom came to my godmom lived somewhere else but she came to my house in warm when i was like a little kid mm-hmm. and she was like um she said what you you ate some um you warmed up some mustard because i guess if you warm up i don't know i didn't oh she said did you warm up mayonnaise she i guess that would stain your teeth she said did you warm up some mayonnaise really I don't know if that's true. I'm just oh, saying, okay. she, she that's the first time I ever heard anybody say something about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old I was, but she said that. And from then on, I've been thinking about it from that point forward. Because that, I never, you know. But it doesn't like stand out. So I don't understand. But I to me, I, right, I, in my you're mind, right, you're though, right. So I don't know if it stands out or not. I remember my homeboy, um, Lil Carlo, rest in peace, Lil Carlo. He's like, when we was in, I guess, to like you said, don't stand out like that. To mm-hmm. me, though, in my mind, like the shit stand out. Uh, Lo Carlo, when we was young, like I was probably like eighth grade, he was younger than that, and I would always like when I would be laughing or smiling, I'd still be covering up my mouth, like, mm-hmm. but not with my hand though, with my my lips, so it'd be like laughing all weird looking. You do it still, and, you right? Still do it, right? It's, that's the thing. So he would be like, "Yo, why do you laugh like that?" And to me, I'm like, I don't know. I just said I don't know, but I'm like, nigga, my teeth. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be I'd be looking at other people that got crazy mouths. I'm like, yo, they be showing that all you, that shit. You I'll didn't like, see me with my mouth. If you saw how no, my I'm mouth looked, you like, wouldn't think that. Like I'm talking <laughs> like, about, no, because I never compared mine to oh, nobody else. Dang. I just looked at like I feel like almost pretty much everything about me is perfect, mm-hmm. except that. So I don't compare myself to nobody else. I just compare it to what I think. But then I'm like glad because I'm like, man, I can't imagine how terrible I would be. I I already am like, but a lot of people don't like my. Mm-hmm. The way I am, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's because, like, I just my confidence. I it's, it's almost rare, not that it's almost rare, it's almost impossible, pretty much impossible for somebody to say something to bring me down, bring my confidence level down. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could do anything. You know what I'm saying? So that is the only thing that I always felt like. Damn, this is the one thing. But it's glad I'm glad I have it because I don't know where I would be if I didn't feel like I had to, like, do other things, like have. Um, be able to talk to women. Just I have to be able to talk better than other people that don't that have better teeth. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, a lot of things that girls say is one of the first things, like I like a nice smile. And that's when you constantly hear that, and then you constantly thinking, yo, my teeth ain't right. Mm-hmm. 
then I just put it. I'm like, I got to figure out how I'm going. You know, my talk game has to be better than everybody. First of all, I'm talking. They looking at my mouth. So I got to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I have to be like, my, what I'm saying has to be so on point. I feel like I perfected that. And I feel like. But that's what I mean. I don't. I guess, like you said, it's that's an insecurity of yours. It's an insecurity because I this like I, I'm shocked because that's the first time but, I ever even thought about it like that. Because when I first met you, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, he has a nice smile." It definitely wasn't what you were saying because I thought you already know how I thought about what you, you thought were I was saying. Rude, but you Super wanted to rude, hear more. But <laughs> you didn't walk away. No. Yeah. I thought I was like, "Why is this boy Shit. so rude?" But you talked to me I all thought night. About yeah, I talked yeah, to you all night because, because of what I was not no, because no, no. of his teeth. Because I've never smile. no, because Stop I've it. never heard a, a guy talk to a woman that way. And not saying a good it's not a good thing. You you I'm said saying, it ain't a good thing, but you didn't because go nowhere. I was I had never deal with, dealt with nobody other than obviously southern men. Okay. Southern men have a lot of um not saying you didn't have respect because you were respectful. I probably didn't. But you were I was still like, what the heck? Who like this the thing. Who you told say, this dude, you, you know, say, like, it was just weird. So but I thought about I thought that you had a very nice smile at first. But but it's not about but, just the smile. It's just about my thought about right, the color cuz it's not like I think, oh, a smile is ugly. It's just there's a couple teeth that have some discoloration. Well, I just know because my brother had the same thing. So and it's I not it's not a big it's not a big um part of the tooth. It's, but it's the two front teeth, like and it's mm-hmm. like right there. So you can see it. And if somebody was like back in the day in school, if they want to roast me, that's gonna be the first thing to go at. Like if you think about it, I'm black, I got big lips. My lips are not just like I I'm black, we got big lips. My mm-hmm. lips are bigger than other black people's lips. Exactly. People, that's not even like a roast that people would say. Somebody might have said something, maybe one or two times. But that ain't even like a, that's not a good roast. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially when you're talking about somebody who could roast. I'm, I'm somebody who could roast. I would ro- I'd make you cry. I've made people cry before. And It's not nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. But I, I because people talk, <laughs> if somebody talk about my teeth, I'm like, oh, they trying to get in my head. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I'm like, let me, I'm about to take them. But that's so surface. Like, I huh? mean, that. It's not surface when it's constantly it's, in your yeah, mind. Yeah, okay. It's on you know your mind, saying? right? It's, and the thing about it is, I wouldn't say anything that wasn't surface about somebody else, too, though. So if they might say something about my teeth, I'll say something about their appearance. Oh, I didn't know you would. So I'm I not didn't going, know we were talking about physical insecurity. No, no, no. So I'm talking about those. whatever your insecurity is. Oh. It's not just like physical. I'm just giving mine the mm-hmm. earliest that I can remember. Because my godmom said, what is on your teeth? Did you heat up some mayonnaise? And it's not that it's her fault. She just brought it to my attention because I would have noticed it eventually anyway, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that um, since it was brought to my attention, I have always been like, man, I need hundred. I need about 500000 I'm going to get a new mouth. What? Because it costs a lot of money. I'm not going. I'm not I mean, going. Really, listen, you don't... I'm not going to get fifty thousand and spend twenty on it. It's not that right, important no, I, that I I'm going to spend. No, I need a I'm whole lot is... more money, right. and then I fix it. But it's not something. But that... would that be like something that's like a bleaching thing? Like, what, is it something no. like they're getting teeth bleached or no, what? No, I you have do? to get lumineers the... with the wrapper. With, with you see ti well, teeth. I mean, but your that's teeth. The they, their teeth is not straight. Your teeth is straight. So why would you do that? Their teeth. You would just. Everybody teeth ain't crooked. That getting new teeth. Right, but I'm, what I'm saying is you don't need new teeth. You just because need the color be can't be taken out. It's in. It's a but part you can of add teeth. a porcelain sealant to it or something around it, and it's like, going to look weird. This is what I'm saying. Okay. If you just cut, if you just only fix like that, and you just or put a cap on it, it could fall off. Sometimes they have to. It's just okay. The, no, the I didn't most, know. The I most advanced way to do it is the way that all the fa- the, the rich people do it. That's why they do okay. it because they can. The the more time goes on, 
the more they can make it look natural. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it'll look it'll look better. Like just to fit, just to try to get that script. And uh, actually, my friend Anthony, his mom mm-hmm. is a dental assistant. She tried to do it for me one time. Not she tried to help me. Like she did something where she pulled a little bit of the color out. So it used to be darker. Mm-hmm. So she pulled a little bit of the color out. But that's not something that really like uh, it didn't. It just motivated me to be better with women because really you only need a smile for women. You're better you know with women. Yeah, because you only you don't. Like just a mat, like my teeth ain't crazy enough that you could be down the street and you no. know. So the only thing, is, only reason to have better teeth are for face to face contact with women. That was my only thing. Mm-hmm. It was only about that. Well, you don't need that anymore. So right, but it's still in my head. Like I said, it's still an insecurity, mm-hmm. and that started from being like I, I think I was maybe five years old. I know we was in Warren. That's one. You got another one. Well, yeah. Wait. Okay. Before that, we gonna get into. We're going mm-hmm. to get into one of the callers right now, man. I got my homeboy from back home, Melo D from Industry Rule 4080. I'm going to get him on the phone right now. Here we go. What Yo, Melo D. This is Melo Digital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we'll running with All right. So what we're doing today, we're talking about insecurities, man. I feel like a lot of people hide their insecurities because it might be embarrassing. Or when somebody says, you're just insecure, we take it as an insult. So tell me, mm. you have an insecurity that, you would, that, you would, that you're comfortable talking about? Yeah, it's, and that's kind of a contradiction. It's funny because it's like, you know, insecurity and comfort, like they don't. Those are two things that just don't go hand in hand. But right. Yeah, I, yeah, I got something. Talk to me. Uh, yeah, you know, man, just keeping it all the way one thousand, man. You you didn't see me say I'm a hatfish, man. My hairline is trash. Like I'm bald, and the kid is it's 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 over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Like you know, so it's crazy because like the way the shit started, like you know, I got to high school and like you know, um, you like close to my age range and shit. Like, niggas was wearing cartoon button-ups in middle school. Niggas didn't give a fuck. I got to high school, and niggas, like, you know, they had motherfucking fitted hat. Niggas was looking, like, fabulous. So I had to step my swag up and shit. So I started buying hats, and I became the hat dude. But nobody told me that that was going to erode my hairline. So, you know, I'm, like, motherfucking 10-plus years after that. Like, probably, like, 15 years for real at this point. Like, you know. Yeah, my shit is, like, done. So it's like, if you notice, if you go through my Facebook, you're not going to see a picture of me without my hat. Like, it's even then, like, you know, I, I was working at a call center. Like, they always had hoodies forever. And on top of that, like, if I don't got a hoodie on, I got a hat on. Yeah, you're just not gonna see my head. Like I think, I, you know, I, I I gotta let chicks know like what they getting into when they fuck with me. So like I take my shit off, scratch my head <laughs> if I'm around a chick. Like you know, yeah. just just on some subtle shit, just so they know what's under the hat. Cause I ain't trying to like you know get all the way in and then just fuck shit up. But you know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I can't do the shit where I can wear an outfit and not have a hat. Like I can't do that. Yeah, you think it's be, so the whole outfit and the hat thing is because like you want to be fresh and you want to cover the hairline, or it's really about that hairline. You know, it's it's definitely about both for real because that's where it started. Like if you look at 
you know, the hairline shit, that's cool. But like I said, I was wearing this shit in middle school. Like when I came to high school, oh my God, like my parents would buy me like, and my, my people, they got money to a certain extent, but they was bought, they, they was old. Like they had me when they was 30. So imagine like 14 years after that, they're like 44. They don't really understand what's going on. So they were sending me to school with like hand-me-down shoes. Like the first day of school, like I went and took the shit and niggas came and they was roasting my shoes and shit. Like I wasn't like, I was roasting niggas before, but everybody was like crunchy in those school. Like these niggas is fly. I can't really say nothing about them. Yeah. So to this day, yeah, that, that still affects me. Like I can't, I can't like, you know, I'm starting not to give a fuck. I'm starting to be like old white New Balance dad. Like, you know, white people wear the fucked up New Balance. This all white New Balance is just dirty as hell. Yeah. I'm starting to get to that point. But through my whole 20s, it was like, man, you couldn't catch me not being fresh. Like, you know, it's both of those things, though. Like the hat, like if I don't got a hat on or if I'm not like, if I don't feel like I'm presentable, like, don't let no, no bad bitch be around. Like, it's like, oh, man, like, feel like crawling in a shell or something. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out this room. Damn. That type of shit. Real life, dead ass. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, so are you fully bald or not? Nah? You said fully what? Are you all the way bald or you still keep it? You, you letting it run? Nah, nah, nah. People tell me my shit ain't that bad, but it's like, you know, it's balding on the top. And it's going, it's not all the way gone, but it's like, you know, it's not possible for me to have an actual crispy lineup on the top unless motherfuckers paint it in, and I'm not into that shit. Yeah. That shit looks silly as hell. Oh, have you got to the point, because look, I deal with the same thing, I ain't gonna lie, but I, you know, people breaking in my house, they took my hat. I had so many, I was on the same shit you was on, I had so many hats, like people broke in my house multiple times and couldn't get all of them, so... It's like they took oh my, God. I, my hats got stolen in bunches like that. But anyway, like barbers just stop asking me if I want the Beijing. They just do it. <laughs> I be so offended because I'm like, damn, how crazy my shit look to other people. Because I know <laughs> to me, I'm tall. So when I when I look in the mirror, I got to look down anyway. Look down. You know how you, you hold your head down and look yeah. up at your hair so you can see your waves or whatever. So I can't tell how crazy it looked to other people, but if they just hit me with the paint and I ain't even asked for it, I must be looking crazy. So is they? Do they oh my god! Do they man, do that to you? Nah. Man, first off, like you know, being that my shit is going, going, gone. Like I cut my own shit. Okay. Just keeping it one thousand because I'm not about to be paying a nigga to line my thighs up and all that shit. But the top ain't doing nothing. The top yeah. ain't doing shit. Damn. So it's like my car ain't got no roof. So yeah savage so yeah the hairline situation man I appreciate you for opening up like that you want to close it out with anything or you feel good with that you know uh nah we good with that uh quick shameless plug industry rule 4080 podcast man fuck with it and you know uh bro game don't don't like yo to anybody like you know you just gotta let this shit go man if you if you're in a situation like near kilo like you gotta let this shit go man like you know I'm not chasing None of that shit, man. But at the same time, you gonna see a hat on my head for a long <laughs> yeah, time. True, I feel you. I feel you. All right, bet. Good looking, man. All right, man. Peace. All right, Lucy. You want to talk about another insecurity you have? Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I have. Um. Uh, one of my first um insecurities, physical insecurities. Wait. 
Why do you separate it like that? Because the physical, I mean, because it's, it's different. Mind. It's no, because the physical just isn't isn't too bad. Because I always felt like that's something that could be fixed. So, I mean, it's an insecurity, and I always work to fix them. But the other ones, I mean, it's it's just it's a little more deep. It's a little more like traumatic. So I try to. It's just separate. I separate them. Okay, go ahead. But um, first physical. Uh, insecurity that i've ever had um was my teeth my teeth uh, were crooked and i had um my mouth was i guess crowded more crowded than anything and i was always as a kid everybody always told me that i was a cute kid and um they will always say oh you're pretty and everything like that but that my teeth being crooked and being crowded was always a way to bring me back down um so it was like Oh, Shay's so pretty, and Shay's this and Shay's that. But then it, it'll be like, but don't forget, uh, you know. And I had cousins and siblings. I had a, a sister and cousins, and if they ever were, fe- if they were feeling like down about how they looked, they will always use my insecurity to kind of help them out. If that makes sense, like, um, I don't know, like I don't know how to explain it, but colorism is like a real thing. So people would say people would think of you know me being light-skinned or having long hair and they would say oh you're so pretty not because i'm light-skinned but they would just say i'm pretty but my family are more everybody in my family pretty much are like dark-skinned people on my mother's side so they would think that that's why people are saying i'm pretty you know because i was light-skinned or i had long hair or something like that and because my cousins were dark-skinned they use that as a way to kind of lift them up to say yeah shay's pretty or she has long hair but her hair is nappy your hair is soft and they would say you know she's you know they're just saying she's pretty but really she has messed up teeth and look at your teeth your teeth's not messed up so it pretty much kind of was the thing that brought me down a little bit um so anyway but I used to smile and I would cover my mouth up and laugh and I would cover my mouth up and then my teeth were like really crowded like really really crowded so I had teeth growing on top of teeth um, so thank, thankfully, um, my aunt fixed my teeth for me, which was weird that she would even do that when, you know, she was one of the ones talking about it a lot, but, um, that was a physical insecurity of mine and it kind of helped, um, after my teeth was fixed, you know, having braces and things like that. So it helped a little bit. And then the other insecurity I've, I've had was, um, my voice. And more my accent and my voice. That was a big one. Um, I just was always very... Coming to Georgia and stuff in the summertime, I would have cousins that would laugh at how I speak. So they would say, you know, you sound like a a Jamaican. Or you sound crazy. You don't know how to talk. Or you don't know how to speak good English. And stuff like that. Um, So I just... I was already really quiet growing up. But... I really didn't like how I spoke. And then when I went back home, I would go home after hearing how everybody else speaks and say, God, we sound crazy. Like thinking about my accent or sounding too geechy or whatever. So I just worked to, to kind of fix it. Oh, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and Charleston, South Carolina is a little different because it's, it's not like a regular South Carolina accent, like a slower like country it's not it doesn't sound very country it just sounds like broken english kind of so it's just it's just a lot different it's more um noticeable i guess 
So even when I went to boot camp, when I went to the Navy, because like when I met you, obviously I, I probably still sounded a little bit like I'm from Charleston. But when I went to the Navy in boot camp, I was one of, it was like what? It was four, it was three other black girls in my division, in my division. But um, they would say things like, say that again, or say this, or say that. And it would be like a joke. So that was something I always just didn't like. And I was uncomfortable with it. So I completely just worked hard to try to like change my accent. And it even comes off now where I, you know, I speak a lot slower now because I don't want people to hear it come out or, you know, just the way I say words differently. So that's that's something that was a big thing for me. True, true. Okay, we're going to get another caller in there. Calling James right now, homie from back home. Let's see what he got going on. He's in he's in public. He's in public right now. James, what's up, yo? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Okay, so what can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, what I'm doing on my podcast this week is I'm talking about insecurities and you know, some things that we might not be completely secure in, but it's it's something that's natural to us or something that we just naturally feel every day. So what do you have for me, brother? Like just me personally? Personal insecurity. For me, I'm still insecure about being an openly gay black man. Mm-hmm. It feels I just feel like and I'm a proud openly gay black man who's kinda of feminine, kinda of masculine, but I just still feel like it's like this red flag, this huge target where my life can be in danger at any moment. Mm. Especially with things happening across the nation. And then, you know, with the two sides of it, because I get a lot of black people who tell me that the gay struggle is in no comparison to me being black. And I tell them, I'm like, well, you know, I'm living both every day, and it's the same struggle. And I get a lot of, like, backlash and hate from black people, like, you know, like any other group of people. Mm. And it's just something I've never been under that able to understand and I'm I'm always trying to like figure it out within like my group of friends. Yeah. Okay, so you so that would be considered is that probably the forefront of all insecurities that you deal with right now, right? Yeah, especially with you know how vocal the you know, LGBT has been lately and, you know, with the trans things going on and how like I just try to understand people. I might not I might not understand people. I might not agree, but I just try to like have an open heart and an open mind with all people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can't get that still, even with like my family members or my friends who it's always almost like this parentheses, like, Oh yeah, you're gay. So I love you. I mean, you're going to hell, but I love you. Dang. And it's just, a, I, I just still feel sometimes unsafe. I, it was like, as, as far as I've come, in my like sexuality and just feeling comfortable as a person, and I still have moments where I feel so insecure. I had a moment yesterday, um, like yesterday or the day before. I just, like even being out with my boyfriend, like some in some places holding hands. I feel, I'm more aware of things in certain areas than I am in other areas. Like I feel like I always have to watch my back. I feel like somebody's like either a group of people are staring at me, so I feel like I got to be prepared for anything because I know like and just because it's not happening like in my city, people are getting killed. For being for being gay, for being trans, people who look just like me—it's just like the situations where the police are shooting um, unarmed black men. Like it hasn't happened in Youngstown yet, but it can. Yeah. And yeah. that's how I live. I'm I'm not living like well, it ain't happened to me yet, so I don't have to worry about. 
Yeah. So, it could be so us at any moment. So as far as insecurity go, because I always think about um, insecurities and how we handle them. Is there really a way to uh, overcome it? That like, especially with chores, where it's like identity, like your your personal right. how you identify. So like, how do we overcome, or how would you specifically attempt to overcome yours? What I try to do is just surround myself with people who are going to be positive and accept me for who I am. And I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. If somebody's not going to accept me, whether it be my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my brothers, and my sisters, I, I don't have time for them in my life. And for me, it'll be okay for me to let them go out of my life. But as far as like me feeling like unsafe, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm, I get so scared sometimes to go places, or I just... Like, I just feel so uncomfortable sometimes. But at the same time, I'm like, it's, I feel like it's in my mind. Like, half of it feels like it's just all in my mind and nobody's really caring or paying attention. And then the other half, I'm like, no, this is real. Mm. So I just try to remain confident for myself and for others because I know it's going to do something for other people also. Because, yeah. like, growing up for me, I didn't have anybody like like myself that I could look up to whether it be on TV or know them personally, I didn't know anybody like myself that could make me feel comfortable with myself. So I try to remain secure or at least put on a facade, you know, an act to at least so other people can't tell how I'm feeling because it does something for the people I'm around. And I've already witnessed that. I already have friends who have come out in the last year thanking me for just being myself because it helped them feel more comfortable with themselves. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, like a closed mouth don't get fed. And I just feel like, I, it's this quote I saw one day. It says, um, it's like, speak even if your voice trembles, like no matter how scared you may be, no matter how soft it might come out, you have to say it. And I feel like that, I feel that way about as far as like when people ask me, like if I'm gay, like I used to be so scared when I first came out. People would ask me if I was gay and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gay in my mind. Like, but I would just be like, yeah, you know, I like guys. I would never say I'm gay. I would say, yeah, I like guys. Because I was scared of the backlash. Mm-hmm. And even even with my dad, like, I know, even with my brother, like, and even with my friends, I'm like, I know people are okay with me being gay, but there's always, like, this underlying, like, aggression or this, like, backhanded compliment with it. Like, you know, that I don't love you, but I don't agree with your lifestyle all the time. Meanwhile, you mad because you want me to be like, why are you worried about my sexual escapade? Yeah. So, so the, the, so that's affecting you. That's your insecurity. And I'm, I appreciate you for opening up about that on here, man. Oh, no problem. Anytime. All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. All right. I'll catch you too. Yeah. All right. So now another, and to everybody listening, the reason, like I said, the reason I want to talk about this and give our insecurities is because we need to be more comfortable talking about it, dealing with it. And in the in the um, community of mental healing, they consider it processing. So we need to process this information. No, but my uh, another big insecurity that I had as a growing up was like my reading ability. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about it, it's like when you're considered a smart person. People never even want to check in to see if you need help with certain things. Like as far as reading, like I know a lot of people feel like um, that I'm always trying to be display 
that I know more than them or whatever like that. But it's not that. I feel like I feel so joyous about information because of how hard it was for me to obtain information as a kid. Because re- I read so slow. Like, I, I don't read slow. I comprehend things that I read slow. That's because you overthink things. That's not why. See, see how people, just, that's what people do. I'm trying to say this is what something is going on. And people are just like, no, you just need to try harder or you just need to do I, this. I you didn't just, say anything. I'm, about you I'm need saying to what try people harder. have said. You just said, I just overthink things. That's not it. It's just something about when I read, it just don't, I don't get it the first time. I'll read something, I have to read it multiple times. So really, I don't read slow. I just have to read something a bunch of times so that the words ain't all jumbled up. Because really, when I read, I might see like a group of letters and I see the words that them letters make, like other words that the letters make, not just the words that are printed there. Mm-hmm. And being that I was so advanced in other things, mainly math, people didn't never look because I know how to read. So what I would do is, you know, when you're a kid, they play this game called bump where you read and then you bump it to the next person. Okay, okay this is what we did at school. We were, the teacher would call on people to read something out of a book, and then they would bump it. So what we used to do is, um, and this is how a lot of insecurities come out. It come out in picking on other people about them and a lot of people. But this is what we used to do. We would laugh at people who read weird. Mm-hmm. But me, even though I like would comprehend weird, I could read fast as hell. Like I could say the words. Like let's just say we're doing a paragraph at a time. You just want to know what you read. Right in history, I could say that. I could say it real fast. Like I can read words. I know what they're saying. I'm going fast as the girls, and the girls was the ones who could read fast as hell. Like I could do the same thing, but then I gotta like figure out what the hell that I just read. I could understand things much better when they get said. Like if you say something, that's how I learn. If if I gotta read it, which. I had to overcome it over time. But as a little kid, though, so that always messed with me because I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm this smart. And the way I would the way it would um, manifest would just be me saying I don't like to read instead of it being like I'm having an issue with it. It's just like I don't like to. That's how I talked about it. I just don't like to read. So that was like an insecurity. So now as I got older, I just had to get like to the point where. I was so advanced at learning that I could just take information in any kind of way. But I still read slow. But I read slow and in depth, though. Like, So when you read something five times, you should know it better than the other person. So when I'm in ETA school, like I finished school. I didn't, we didn't have teachers. I had to teach everything to myself by reading it on a computer. I was able to excel way better than a lot of people because I can just read this thing five times. Or however many times it takes because like sometimes it's stuff get jumbled and I accidentally keep reading the same line over and over and I'm not even realizing it. But I just I learned it way better than other people. So that and that really still mess with me today still sometimes because I'm like, like you remember the thing with the um text message where you was like, How much you want to bet I text this to you, whatever like that? Mm-hmm. Like reading is it still mess with me. Cause if I look at something real fast, I don't see everything that's there mm-hmm. so i have to like stare at something and look at it for a long time or i'm gonna miss it it's, if i don't look at it for a long time i'm not even gonna know what it's say for real like, is that I'm a, reading though or is that just remembering the fact like no that that's point reading because it's almost you like saying that i didn't text you it was like no it's because forgot. i think i'm the only thinking about what got said so when you're talking about text i just don't it just didn't stick with me because if i see something and that was matter of fact one of the things that you said you text i'm like no nah, i didn't see it because when i when i um look at stuff 
it just be all over the place. Shit just really be everywhere. And really what I'm describing is dyslexia, but nobody ever diagnosed me with it because when you're smart and when you consider smart, people don't look at you like something is wrong with you at all as far as mental um, things go, as far as learning and all that. I don't think that I should have been put in some kind of program for it because I don't know what they could have did for me about that. It would have only held me back from other stuff if if they would have, you know, said, hey, he's dyslexic. If I was like six years old and they would have been like, he's dyslexic, that mm-hmm. would have stopped me from so much more other things that I could have done. So I'm glad that um, that it didn't, that they didn't stop me from doing things just because of that. But I just wish that it wasn't such a stigma attached to it mm-hmm. because then I could have been like, hey, I'm not just like slacking in class. Like I just don't, you know what I'm saying? I need, you just got to give me this on a tape and let me take it home and listen to it and then I'll be good. Like, let me just record the whole class and take it home. I mean, but home. that really wasn't like options like that. I know. Then, I'm, so. What I'm saying is the reason it's not an option because they don't try to, they don't care about teaching individuals. They just want to get the information out there because their job is to follow the curriculum. Their job ain't really to make sure every student learns everything. If they get over 50% of kids passing, no child left behind, but everybody's good. So it's not like, hey, I'm going to make sure to, he got his information. It's not going, that's not, but I was able to, because, you know, teachers still going to go over it. They're going to speak it out loud. Right. So, but what, well, that confuses me a little bit because even like now, right now, you read, you read a lot of books, right? No. Well, you read books. I read, yeah. You read books. You read things. And it seems like you read like the hard copy where I, and I think I mentioned one time to you, like, uh. Why don't you get like Audible or something like that? Like I I know I I use Audible a lot, and you said you didn't want you didn't you because, didn't like it or I you wanted to myself, have a real book or yeah something because like I that, taught but, myself to to do it like that. If I if I um if I listen to it, then I don't know when I'm gonna be able to listen. I re, I pick up a book like when I have a chance to. It's quicker to me. I don't have to plus headphones and in all my ears like so. Right, when but I'm you already, listen to things more so than you. Like not now and work now, not now, but even before you would listen to like interviews or podcasts. Because I don't have to be videos. that invested. You don't have to think be about invested, the but it could be I the read, same as a book. Like. The type of books that I no, because I want everything. Because okay. the type of books I read, I don't really read like fiction or things like for entertainment. I'm reading it because I'm trying to learn something. So with a podcast, I can miss something. I, it won't bother me. I'm not going back okay. and nothing like that. With a book, though, I need that opportunity to read that same line three or four times, or whatever like that. But anyway, okay. that's. Uh, one of the insecurities. I'm gonna get another caller in here. I do not. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna get Mass, my boy, mm-hmm. my boy Massey in there. And we gonna see what he got. Cop, what he got going on? That's too loud. Too. See if he answer. Kilo, brother Massey. Yo. What's going on, cuz? You hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you, you, uh, you loud and clear. Okay, bet. Yeah, I can hear you. I got you. Um, got you on the. T- All right. So what's going on, man? Today, today we're gonna be talking about insecurities on the podcast. So, so I think I gave you the rundown already. So what, what, what would you like to open up about as far as your personal insecurities? Um. Okay. So. You know, um, something that I reflect on. You know, looking back, because growing up. You know, I really, I never really thought about being insecure. I guess, you know, as a kid, you just, you ripping and running and you're doing what you're doing. You never really sit down to really think about, but, you know, as a, as an adult, and I sit back and reflect, 
you know, uh, growing up, I'm from, I'm from, you know, a small town in uh, Virginia, you know, um, a lot of racism, you know, and I had, um, I had some cousins, the majority of my family is light-skinned, even if I'm black as hell, but the majority of my family is light-skinned, I'm talking about, like, light-skinned, light-skinned, you feel me? Yeah. Um, and I remember as a kid, you know, I, I, you know, you, you know, me, you know, you know I'm, I'm dark skinned or whatever. So I used to get picked on a lot for being dark skinned. You know, the stuff that you hear dark skinned people go through, colorism, you know. Um, so you know, I used to think I was ugly. You know what I'm saying? Big nose, skinny. Used to get called like little African, you know, little, little stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, subconsciously that, that, made me develop like a lack uh, a knack for clapping back because you know me you know i'm good with jokes and the roasting and stuff like that uh, but this really was more a defense mechanism at the same time so this definitely was one of my biggest insecurities uh trying to appreciate myself and my skin color growing up yeah. but, you know, the, i was born in 89 i'm 28 but you know in the 90s you know they made they used me to think that beauty was like being light you know being, our skin was ugly and you know stuff like that but you know, it's times have changed now. We on. Yeah, we out. Yo, you know what's crazy? Cause I, I, I used to hear you joke about like you and your mom would be playing around, be like Blackie or whatever like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But I, was, I always looked at you and I'm like, why? What? You ain't even that dark. To me, I ain't never thought you was that dark for real. Like me neither. That's why I be looking at, like as an adult. I be looking at myself like I ain't even really that dark skin. But yeah. compared to my family, like I said, in my family, like on my father's side, my uncle. Uh, two of my uncles are dark skin, and I got a couple of cousins here and there that are dark skin. But the rest of my family is light skin, and when I say light skin, I mean light skin like yellow, like uh, yeah, like yellow light skin. Yeah. You feel me? Um, light skin, blue eyes, hazel eyes, like that type of light skin. I've been seeing some pictures of first cousins. You like what the hell? Yeah, you feel me? Uh, so yeah, it's just like that. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So so like. Was you able to, you still deal with that or you just, you overcame it some type of way? You know what, to be honest, and you know, I, like I said, you know, I'm 28. I, I love my complexion and you know me, I'm a, I'm low key ratchet, but I'm like super, you know, black type dude. But sometimes I do because, you know, as a man, especially as a black man navigating society, you kind of, when you're in certain situations, you, you know, people always judge you just because you're black anyway, yeah. off the strength. Yeah. And then it, it's different being a dark-skinned black man. They automatically assume you to be to be uh, angry. And then also, I'm black and I'm Muslim, so it's getting worse. So sometimes it does hit me a little bit, you know? Yeah. I feel that. Damn. So what's what's the method of um of conquering this insecurity, the, your personal insecurity? It's a good question, um, just be me, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just try to be me to the fullest. I mean, you know, we spend a lot of time together, you know, me, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm different, but coming from where I'm coming from, coming from where I'm from, I'm, I'm considered different by the way I dress, the type of music I listen to, you know, things like that. So I just face myself with everything, yeah. you know, so that kind of helped me out and, 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 and anything. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. All right, bro. That's good looking, man. That's a good, that's a nice little uh, explanation of what you had going on. And I like this because you'll hear it on the podcast. Everybody's, so far, everybody's insecurity has been different. So this is going to be, yeah. this is going to be a good one, man. All right, bro. You got anything else you want to close out on? 
Um, no, nah, it's you know everybody stay up, stay woke. Salamu alaikum. That's it. All right, bro. Good, good looking, man. All right, my G. I'll get at you. All right, now Lucy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we already. At, I think. I'm thinking people get the, get the point. We could talk about another one. What else you got? What else you what got else for me? Because this is this is therapy, y'all. So y'all gonna this listen to this, therapy. and we gonna go. We gonna <laughs> just talk about it. Because I want y'all to comment. I want y'all to hit me up on Twitter. I want y'all to talk about what insecurities we dealing with, man, and how are we going to fix them. Now we didn't talk about solutions for the other ones because I don't I I don't know how to get my insecurity out about the um the teeth thing because you know. My insecurity will go away when the teeth are fixed. So I, I can fix that with a couple of dollars. And then the reading thing, there's really nothing I could do about that. I don't know why I see stuff the way I see it, but I just read, you know, I, I'm good at learning. So what about you? How are you fixing any of the well, insecurities? Well, I fixed my teeth. Um, the thing about the teeth thing was, was um, kind of stemming from the color as an issue. That's something that I'm still... Um, trying to work on i mean i'm not that doesn't affect me like i don't care about shades and colors and things like that but uh, i'm still working on just the pain i guess from it because it still hurts a lot of times um and you know even looking at the fact that you know my self-esteem was kind of like um used uh, me having low self-esteem was kind of used to help some other people's self-esteem if that makes sense because um, my siblings and cousins, my cousins and everything, they are very, very confident people. And they seem more like happy. I mean, I don't know if they're happy, but um, they would probably think the same thing about me. They would think, you know, Shay got it all together or Shay's fine. But I've I've always been a really sad person. Um, I've been I've, inside. I would be like really sad. But um. But let me pause you right there because you just said you've always been a really sad person. Let me get in. This call about my uh, from my dad because his is kind of more along the lines of sadness and things that really you can't even fix it. And you'll yeah. hear this call right here. <laughs> Joint ring so crazy, yo. 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 What's good? What's up? Did you hear what I? All right, so I'm gonna just say it again because I'm recording again. Okay. I, I deleted the last one. So what we doing is talking about insecurities and our personal insecurity. So if you want to just give us a, a, a quick, uh, you could just give us one of your main, one of the main insecurities that bothers you on the, on the daily or the most often. I well, right now, this is kind of one of the obvious ones now, right? Cause like I said, I just left out the hospital. Um, <clears throat> my mom is in the hospital, your grandmother, but my mom, um, one of the insecurities I have, man, is losing people, man. Yeah. Uh, I ain't no big people person anyway, so my relationships is kind of arm's length. And uh, so a big insecurity for my me is losing people, man. You know, losing loved ones, losing close people. Uh, and just kind of how I'm going to go to the next day with, you know, knowing they ain't there no more. So mm -hmm. um, that's a big one, man. I think a lot of times and nowadays... We get kind of jaded with uh, losing people. You know what I mean? We we, we kind of we get used to it. We lose people all the time. People die all the time, man. Uh, so that's a rough one, love for me. It's coming up on me, real rough. So 
Uh, anybody, anybody touch on that at all? Nah, this is like I was just telling my homeboy I just talked to. This is um, a good like segment, really, because no no person that I talked to so far has the same insecurity that they mentioned. You know what right. I mean? I spoke to four right. people so far, and then the ones that I'm gonna talk about myself are different than all of y'all's too. So this is right. this is about to be you know it's gonna be a good one. But um, so as far as the because insec- I know what you mean by um, losing people because you're saying like you're not close with people anyway, so the people you are close with you know, it's harder to lose them. But like, Absolutely. is that is that some type of insecurity that there's um, there's uh, an ability to conquer? Well, I think uh, one of the things that, I, that would probably help me a little bit would be that uh, I probably need to make my relationships better. Place. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. In line you 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 break I mean, you breaking up. You just broke up. You hear me now? You kind of breaking up. Uh, um, because I, I I can't pretty much get no better than what I am now because I'm at, I I'm in traffic at this point. I can hear you now. All right. So what what did you say? Stop. Is the way that I could probably overcome that. Me personally would be like getting in a better position where. I, the people I love that I get more close to them in the first place so I could get that closer if something do happen. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the, the real story is the what ifs or could I have done better or what could I have done to uh, make it better so I wouldn't have you know I So I'm, I'm a little misconceived about that. You know, um, so, especially like with my mom being involved, you know, I probably want to tighten that up, tighten that relationship up, but not with her, not just with her, it's just everybody I consider the love one. You know, I just don't want to lose nobody now, so that's where my insecurity comes into play. Yeah, I feel that. And that's one, like, that you really, it's because re- a lot of the other ones that people that we talked about have been more i guess more about social standards right. or, or things like that but right. this one is different because it's like deeper within you and your emotional health and all that so it's kind of right. um a lot harder to fix that because it's inevitable that people will will uh leave the earth absolutely you know what i'm saying and so I, that's a harder one right there about, the one thing about that is that you know i mean i think I think where my insecurity come in is where I said, like, I'm not as close as I should have been all the way around anyway to be able to cope with them better. Because like you said, it's inevitable. Everybody's going to go sometime. You know what I mean? That's without a doubt. But, uh, and I think another reason why I wouldn't have the social ones that people would have is like, I'm probably a little older than most of the people that you're talking to. Yeah. Um, so I'm pr- I pretty much got them ones. I'm on some old, I don't even care about them no more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I didn't I didn't need to conquer them. I learned to live through them where it doesn't even bother me. So a personal a personal insecurity is not something that I would have on social levels at all at this point, you know what I mean? I'm pretty confident on any move that I'm making. But this is one that, that really kind of hit home because I don't have a lot of control over it, you 
control. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any control over it actually. Nah. Yeah, and nah. even I mean, even if you fix your relationships, I mean, you know, you could still feel the way you feel about it. So right. that's just that's the worst part about it. It's really nothing you could do. Right. And I think um, at the end of the at the end of the day, if I probably just spoke about it, I think the insecurity comes in where I don't know if I'm gonna have that proper closure that I can move on and still, you know what I mean, have. Uh, I don't even know how to really say the best words to it, man, but like this closure part that I'm more concerned about, that am I getting it properly? So I do have a little insecurity about that. And uh, like you said, it's often difficult because it's something that can't be avoided. And like you said, even if I do get close, well, I don't even get the things that's good because I'll never know until it's over with anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where I'm at with. yeah, I feel that that's a, that's a good one too to open up. I'm glad you opened up about that. Uh, you want to close with anything? Uh, no, man, I just appreciate you having me on, man. It's beautiful, man. Keep giving them to you know, giving everybody what they need to hear, man. You're doing a good job. So, yeah, that said, man, I, I can't wait to hear everybody else's, man, to see how they how they feeling about it because I, I, it's a lot of people out there that talk about how they don't care about this, that, and the third. When they alone, man, everybody got something. Oh yeah, everybody got to work on something. So. Definitely, and that's the main the main purpose of this is because like I, I it's that's the main purpose. You you'll hear the whole episode, but that's just the main thing. It's like people act like an insecurity is a fault or something negative. You know, it's yeah. natural. So you know, yeah, we need to sure. deal. We need to deal with it, and that's why that's why we're gonna do this today. But Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's important for everybody to know that they ain't alone and what they feeling so they can be more forthcoming. Definitely. Uh, with helping each other get through things, you know what I mean? Because we all we all go through them. So definitely, definitely. All right, man. I appreciate you for opening up on here about that. Absolutely, sir. Now, have a good day. All right, you too. Bye. Right. Yeah. All right, Shay. Talk, okay. what, what, what were you about to say before I cut you off to get that call in there? <laughs> um, no, nah, I was just I was just saying, I mean, I'm trying to work on I don't know. I don't even know how to work on it. I guess just time and maybe um, just therapy. Maybe I plan on doing that a little bit, but it's just a lot of um, I've been I've always been a very like sad person. And maybe it's partially because uh, I try to help. I try to just not think about myself too much. Um, I don't like to feel like selfish. That was a big thing growing up. Is you, it's not everything's not about you, kind of thing. So I try to just be there for other people and be like the stable person because I'm, you know, my family and friends. You know, they could be going through a whole lot of things, and I and they look at me to be the the more stable one. Um, so it'll be kind of hard to talk to people that's going through a whole lot of stuff and then, you know, start saying, well, you know, well, this is going on with me. And then they're looking like, okay, so whatever. But I'm trying to work on that and um, just pretty much everything that went on in my life and uh, my self-esteem being low and everything because my self-esteem, my self-esteem didn't start low. It was actually, uh, well, I don't know if anybody's self-esteem starts low, but it was just, like I said, it was a tool to help 
my self-esteem being low helped other people's self-esteem. So, I mean, it's a good and a bad thing, I guess. It's a... It's not a good thing. I mean, it's good for them that they it's were able to be them. confident, you no, know, or whatever. Because that's how they're going to grow and go forward in life. That's not right. good for them. Right. So, I mean, good for them. Confidence. They're confident. But, like, they have certain self-worth. And, but they're uh, only confident you know. when other people are doing bad. So, they're not going to be well, they, they They brought their, like, okay, like I said, when I say that, I don't think, I think that I get what they were trying to do. It's kind of like that thing where people saying, oh, I'm, um, I'm not going to favor you. But they ended up treating you the worst because they don't want to fit. Like, they don't want to show any favoritism. So, I get it. I get what people try to come. They, where they're coming from when they do it. They just kind of executed it wrong or saying, you know, look, every, society is going to say that Shay looks better. Or they probably, th- you know what I mean? Because that's, honestly, that's kind of how it is. People feel like, I don't feel like that. But I've people might treat lighter tone people. Back home, I know that is the case. They treat lighter tone people a lot better than they treat darker people. So them bringing that up, like saying, okay, society's going to treat her better because she's lighter and they're going to make her feel better. They didn't just say, Shay, you're just as equal. You guys are equal. They said that they picked me apart to say, well, look, you don't have, you know, messed up teeth or look, you don't have nappy hair or you don't have, you know, you know, or the only reason why they're saying this is because she's light skinned. So she's not really pretty. They're just saying that because she's light-skinned. So it made them feel better about their situation. And it wasn't even a situation about their skin tone. You know, like, just stuff like that. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Like, they feel better about themselves. They're very confident people. Well, they're a lot more confident than I was growing up. Like, if somebody, it came to a point where if somebody gave me a compliment, I would be like, I'd be thinking like, okay, what's next? So, you know. What what else you got to say next? When where when's gonna come picking apart, you know? But like I said, it's a gift and a curse. I mean, they were able to be better um, people because of that. So it's yeah, what it is. I wouldn't consider them better people, but I mean, you know, false, more confident. False, false, false confidence, like you know, hey. my confidence is strong. Some people, I ain't, I ain't never liked breaking right. nobody down for me to feel better but like okay so let's get this last call in here man how y'all doing who, who am i speaking to right now both of us katie and or kt and gabby and gabby how you doing all right so who wants to start i guess i can start okay miss gabby might be a long um <laughs> for the people that don't know I think we talked about it in our I Love Myself episode. But, um, yeah, my main security is simply just my height and being perceived to be younger than I am. And because of this, people tend to treat me like I am a child, even though I'm a grown woman. And, um, yeah, so I get a lot of, uh, I'm going to call it disrespect, but a lot of treat me like a child, I mean, we disrespect, we disrespect children, so they think I, I don't know what I'm talking about you know, or whatever because of my appearance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the way I cope with that is just, you know, showing them out, showing them that I actually do know what I'm talking about, and a lot of times I know more than what they know. Mm-hmm. So um, I just do that. I just, I don't know. I have a question. I, and, and I try to, yeah, go ahead. Uh, are you talking in the workplace, or you mean everybody treats you like this? I mean, in the, besides my close family, pretty much everybody. Mm. It's in the workplace and in 
in everyday life until I until I have to until I show them that I actually am mature. I know what I'm talking about and I'm grown. Then it's like, oh, okay. But when they're first starting to know me, then it's kind of the impression that that I get from them. That's so nice. yeah, that's nice. So you your and, your uh, method of coping is to prove yourself. Yeah, most definitely. And and even when it comes to to dating and stuff, um, that's why I work out a lot because I I feel like I have to prove that I am not worthy to be dateable, but prove that I'm not too small for these women that I'm trying to date. <laughs> <laughs> I work out and get buff show. Yo, I can handle what's going on right here. Mm-hmm. Look at these muscles. So, I work out and I put people around. KT, what do you have for me? Um, For me, I think my biggest insecurity would be uh, feeling maybe like I'm not good enough mm-hmm. as far as like workplace goes, um, home life goes. Uh, whenever I was in school, grades and things like that, like I absolutely exceed every expectation that has been given. But at the same time, I feel like, well, if I don't exceed every expectation, then I'm not going to be good enough. But even like mm-hmm. in the workplace, what I was talking about was like uh, at my job, we have like certain skill sets that we have to meet every single month. And everyone looks at me because, I have performed better than other people at my job, and I'm always the one that's expected to outstand other people at my job. So they provide me, like, additional things that I have to do all the time that is obviously not under what I was hired for and things like that. And I feel like if I don't continue doing that stuff, then people are going to think less of me. They're going to think that, you know, I've become lazy or I'm not doing what I need to do. Uh, another example of that would be my mom, um, all my life, she, I made straight A's. I was number one top of my class. Like I had a four point something, 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 but my mom all the time, she would always be like, you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. And so like constantly, I just wanted to exceed that, exceed everything that I was doing. Even if it was the best I could do, I would still look down on myself for not doing better than that. Hmm. Does that explain it a little yeah, bit Yeah, but it, it sounded like you started it off by saying people don't expect a lot from you. Then you ended it by saying people expect a whole lot from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, no, that's what I mean. I mean, people expect a lot from me due to the fact that, like, I've constantly performed better. And so because if you I don't have to do that. Yeah, because I've had to. So if I don't do that, then people look at me like I'm less than or something. Oh, okay. I know what you. I know what you mean now. I know what you mean. So do you feel? Do you feel the need? So it sounds like you say you feel the need to live up to that and exceed. Yeah, absolutely. Even in relationships and things like that, I feel like I should have to exceed the expectations that are already set. So you don't. Okay, so how do you deal with it? You just you don't want to get over that insecurity. You want to just exceed. I guess it could be a positive thing to always exceed expectations, though. So I don't, I don't know if you would really want to cope with or conquer that uh, insecurity, would you? Well, for me, it is like really it's really hard a lot of the times because 
because I'm constantly trying to think, like, how can I better this? How can I do this? How can I do this better? Then, like, it's something in your brain that just says that you're not good enough. You're not doing this enough. You're not worth that person's time. You're not worth uh, this amount of money. You're not worth this. And, like, it stops you from pushing forward in your life, believe it or not. Like, even constantly trying to do better can hinder what you normally feel like you should be doing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, so who who do you feel the most the the uh, most desire to please? Because it sounds like a, a need to please. A need to please. Um, my job and uh, I would, a, a lot of times my partner as well. Yeah. But mostly my job. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys for opening up for me. Uh, you guys want to end on anything, you know, maybe a lesson to some people of how they can deal with their insecurities, anything like that? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, my best advice to give would be to just be you and don't try to be anything else that anyone else doesn't want you to be. Just be yourself. Nice. Nice. Be yourself. You heard it first from Gabby and KT at Talk It Out Podcast. I love their podcast. Y'all should go listen to it. Hey, ladies, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank you for having us. Okay, Okay, so like the the final thing that I wanted, because this is the most recent, recent thing that I have to deal with in my own life. And it's mainly like uh, it's my felony conviction like that is like a big i feel like i'm walking around with like because you think about it like reading at the teeth i can ignore that because society doesn't hold discolored teeth against you reading i can ignore that society doesn't even know if they look at my track record in academia would never know i had any issues reading but that felony I feel like like I have to like I really feel like I have to be like prove that I'm a good person and people around people that don't even know that there's any kind of um, conviction on my record or anything like that. I feel like I'm constantly trying to be like nicer to people because I don't want them thinking nothing. I feel like I'm trying to be uh Less, I'm, I'm not aggressive anyway, but I'm people might think it, so I'm trying to like make everybody comfortable because I don't want anybody thinking that I might do anything to harm anything, you know what I'm saying? And that's it, that is like the worst thing right there when you constantly feel like people looking. I feel like people looking at me because they know something about my background or something like that, and it's just because of one crazy, stupid situation. I feel like people constantly look at people that don't even know, I'm just looking like. These people looking at me because they, they, I don't know. I'm thinking cops is behind me because they seen my license plate and they think like, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking like, there's something going to happen. I'm feeling like, hang on my job. They're going to find out something and I'm going to be like, I always, because the last couple jobs I had, they don't, they didn't ask no questions like that. I'm assuming because they don't expect anybody to be in that world that has any kind of background. They didn't ask nothing. So every day I'm like, man, what if these people get into a situation where, they trying to um, look for anything to nitpick at people because they looking to save money or something like that. I'm thinking I'm going to be the first one chopped off. 
Like that's constantly in my head. Like when you, when you doing something like moving truck, you never think about that because everybody got felonies. Like mm-hmm. you don't never have to worry about jobs like that. But when you get into like the better jobs, more corporate stuff, it always feels like this they could get rid of me. So I'm always thinking about like I gotta hurry up, and like you always talk, think like why are you always talking about money and stuff like that. The reason is because of that. First of all, I mean, you've been being before, poor growing though. up. Being poor growing up is one thing, but like adding to the fact that now. At any moment, somebody could just be like, you know, these type of people can't be here anymore. We're trying to make the image of the company look better. So, you know, and they look at it like people like me, you make the image of the company look not good. Just because of something that happened that, you know, was dumb, that didn't matter. That didn't have anything to do with my ability to work or my intelligence. It didn't have anything to do with it. It had something to do with my decision making at that time. Mm-hmm. But it still follows you forever. And it follows me forever. So that's like a thing where I'm just like constantly feeling like if these people find out, it's like I can't even be as like openly woke as I want to be everywhere because I'm like, damn, they might start digging. These people start digging. They're going to get me up out of here. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's that. Shit blows me right there, and I don't know if everybody, um, every all felons might not go through that because some of them get a background check up front, and the people are comfortable with it and enough to let them have the job, so it might not like mess with them as much. But to me specifically, though, that's something that I feel like is just I'm just dragging around with me, and it's because of a decision that I made, yeah, but it's just still like it's crazy that it's okay to you know discriminate against us for, for crap that happened yeah. like that so that's just something right there that's the last thing we're gonna get and i ain't gonna you know hold y'all up now as far as fixing that security i don't really know what i could do about that i guess as time goes on i'm more comfortable because certain background checks don't go back that far now i know um and the fact that i'm in another state so that felony does not it's not attached to my my current license so if you do a background check on my license number Mm -hmm. you won't see anything so that's a plus but if you do like an fbi check on me it's out there so that's that's the positive in that so really i don't know what i could do about that i guess the more as more time goes on more success i get the less i'll worry about it it'll be much better when i do my own business yeah i was about to say it'd be much better when i have my own business i don't have to worry about it at all but I, I would still have to worry about people looking me up and saying, I don't want to do business with that guy because of this charge or these charges and this conviction. So it's like that 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 is like a big thing. I, I'm just worried about because my coworker, Clay, mm-hmm. he looked me up and told everybody like. Are you serious? Yeah, they told me. But this was way after he was gone. Though. I they, didn't know that. Yeah, they told me that he did that. And I'm just like people. It's people like that everywhere, though. You know what I'm saying? These little white dudes that's all down with the military and the cops and shit like that. And they just want to... Did they ask you to explain it? Or? No, they didn't say nothing because they felt like he was doing too much because they already didn't like him. Just imagine right. if that was somebody they liked, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? That I would have been hit. So, like, you, it's just always walking around with me. And it really, like, when he did that, when I heard, when I, when they told me about that, I was really like, damn, these people really... Somebody is going to try to... Uh, get this stuff taken from me so i'm just thinking like business constantly business what can i do i'm just looking at any idea i'm just willing to do it because i'm looking for 
how can I be, how can I have my fate in my own hands where this felony is not going to bother my success? Right. That's all I got for y'all. Shay, you want to say anything else? No, I'm, I'm good. You good. I'm good. We opened up. We just gave y'all our lives. Y'all don't have to tell us mm-hmm. nothing, but you better go tell somebody something about you today. And the reason you want to do it is somebody. because the reason you want to do it is because there's healing in processing. Hmm? <laughs> healing and processing. Now, everything that we talked about, well, I don't know about Shay, but everything I talked about, it's not that it's tearing me down, mm-hmm. but it's just an insecurity. Insecurities don't have to be something that make you feel like you want to kill yourself. Right. Don't no, let other people with these that. don't let somebody else with a more severe insecurity tell you that no, don't worry about that. That's nothing. Because that's how you bury your own situations. Mm-hmm. So do not compare your insecurities to anybody else's. Just just deal with it as it is. These things are isolated incidents. Isolated um feelings. Each insecurity is its own insecurity. It's not this insecurity graded on a curve next to this person who wants to kill themselves about being five hundred pounds. That's not, you can't do that. If you do it, you'll tear yourself down even more. Um, Be comfortable, but we're human. We're not always comfortable. So deal with these insecurities head on. Peace out.